the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for listening in. God loves us. He takes care of us, sustains us, and strengthens us through all of life's circumstances. And what must we do? Worship Him. Trust Him. Obey Him. Serve Him. We receive the benefits of God's grace and mercy even when we fall. Therefore, we must not forget to whom we belong and to whom we owe all honor, glory, and praise. As Pastor Rander challenges us to remember the Lord our God, have your Bible pen and paper handy as you will want to take notes. Uh, We want to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 10 through 18. And then you'll skip over to chapter 7 of Deuteronomy, verses 6 through 8. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. And then chapter 7, verses 6 through 8. When you find it, say amen. And there you'll find these words. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities which you did not build, houses full of good things which you did not fill, hewn out wells which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten and are full, then beware lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage, You shall fear the Lord your God and serve him and shall take oaths in his name. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the peoples who are all around you. For the Lord your God is a jealous God among you. Lest the anger of the Lord your God be aroused against you and destroy you from the face of the earth. You shall not tempt the Lord your God as you tempted him in Massa. You shall diligently keep the commandments of the Lord your God, his testimonies and his statutes, which he has commanded you. And you shall not do what and you shall do what is right and good in the sight of the Lord, that it may be well with you and that you may go in and possess the good land of which the Lord swore to your fathers. Then skip down to Deuteronomy, move on down to Deuteronomy chapter 7, verses 6 through 8. The next chapter over, it it says, For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love on, on you, nor choose you because you were more in number than any people, But because the Lord loves you and because he would keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, the Lord has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. 
And from this passage, these passages of scripture, we want to preach as a theme for the next few Sundays. Remember the Lord our God. Remember the Lord our God. Part one. Remember the Lord our God. It's amazing that God will bring us into a brand new year in spite of our trials. Some of you have, have had the death and had, have experienced the death of loved ones. Some of you have had challenges with your children. Some of you last year have had financial setbacks. Some of you have been engaged in critical life decisions. And some of you have been outright spiritually negligent. I'm sure that all of you would agree with me that our God is an amazing God in that he has allowed us to be recipients of his undeserved grace by allowing us to enter into another year. And now that we are here, he is challenging us to remember the Lord our God. It is absolutely incredible how soon we forget the goodness of God toward us. We are often so busy being consumed with our daily activities in life, progressing from one career to another, enjoying retirement, pursuing life goals and planning the future until we often unintentionally uh, fail to remember the Lord our God. It is God's heart's desire for us to just slow down. Say slow down. God desires that we slow down this year, sit more in his presence, and begin to meditate and reflect on who God is and what he has done for us in spite of ourselves. With that being in mind, allow me to remind you of what God would surely want us to remember this, this year. Because if the truth be told, we are really a forgetful people. So what does God want us to remember? Number one, we must remember not to allow our blessings today to cause us to forget from whence we have come. Did you get that? We must remember not to allow our blessings today to cause us to forget from whence we have come. How many of you are blessed and you know you're blessed? We would be remiss if we are so blessed today that we fail to remember what God has brought us out of yesterday. The Lord reminded Israel that when they possess the land, don't be so soon to forget from where you have come and the God who has delivered you from the bondage and slavery of Egypt. Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 11b and verse 12. It's right there in the text. Look at verse uh, chapter 6, verse 11b, verse 12. It says, when you have eaten and are, and are full, then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Let me stop and say something right there. Have you become so blessed that you've forgotten where God has brought you from? For many of us, we have not always lived this well. Remember those meager days when many of us were poor and didn't know it? 
Some of us slept head to foot in the same bed. Had no central air conditioning or heating units. Huh? No running water. No gas or electric stoves. No security systems. No, 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 no. You might have a dog around at a bark, but you didn't have security systems. Huh? No automatic washers and dryers. We hung clothes on the clothesline and didn't even worry about who was seeing our underwear. Because <laughs> everybody's clothes had to be out there sooner or later. You saw mine and we saw yours. Our mothers washed diapers. They weren't these throwaway pampers that these babies are using. Uh-uh. No, they, we, we didn't have much. You, you had to make things last. last. How many of you had parents that washed diapers? Now, don't, these young parents are there. I know you haven't washed diapers, but, but these older parents wash diapers. That's right, dirty diapers. We had outhouses. How many of y'all used an outhouse before? And, and, and you, you, everything was in there. You just went on flies everywhere. You just shut the door. Everybody knew where you were going. Because sooner or later, you had to visit that outhouse. Every time you can flush a toilet, you ought to be saying, thank you, Jesus. Why don't you say, thank you, Jesus? Hey! There were no pizza huts. No Popeyes. No H-E-B. Back then, there were no Walmarts. McDonald's. Shopping malls. There were no massage therapists. Nail shops cell phones or iPads and iPods. We sat out on the front porch. Ate watermelon. Chased down the ice cream man. When we heard the music coming from the ice cream truck. Any of y'all remember that ice cream truck? And how excited you used to get? Mama, 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 you got a nickel? We knew our neighbors and their children and shared our food with them while having good conversations on that poach. We wore hand-me-down clothes from one sibling to another. Mama sewed it up and we kept wearing it. Didn't question it. Wasn't no such thing as Michael Jordan tennis. Long lines. Oh, that, that, was, that, was, that was no such thing. We even created our own entertainment. I remember as a boy, we, we, we made go-karts, went crawfishing, climbed trees, made slingshots, used hula hoops, jumped rope, shot marbles, and played church. And you know who was, you know who was a preacher, don't you? Oh, we had some church. We played church. Played it so well till God just put me on in the pulpit. God is real. When we accept Him as our Lord and Savior, the indwelling Holy Spirit becomes alive in us. And as indescribably good as that is, the best is yet to come. In heaven, God Himself will live among His children. No more problems, no more pain, nor more preparing for the worst, because the worst will no longer exist, nor will we remember that it ever did. If you enjoyed this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, Please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas or call us at 210-821-5683.
when I was back there with my prayer team, they said, you know what? I was out Christmas. They said they were outside Christmas morning. And they were, and they were looking around. And nobody was, out, nobody was outside Christmas morning. Everybody's inside. Everybody with their gadgets and their little trinkets. In this, but back then, everybody had their toys, their little bicycles and tricycles and all the other things. And everybody was all out and showing off and just excited about the goodness of God. Now you can walk out your door on Christmas Day and don't see one child riding a bike. Oh, how far we have come. Oh, if we could just go back to the good old days when life was just so simple. The good old days when anybody could whip you. That's why these schools are so rambunctious. They've taken the real board of education out of it. That's right. I mean, you you get a whooping at school, the teacher... Principal could whip you. Your neighbor could whip you. You just whip, and then when your mama found out, you caught another whipping. Nobody was going to sue anybody. My child, no, he did. Wait a minute. He said, I whooped her. I know you did, but he's going to get another licking. That's right. Oh, we could go back to those days. And that's why it's so critical that we not forget from whence we have come and the God who has delivered us and blessed us in spite of ourselves. He's blessed us in ways we cannot describe. A forgetful people is a disgruntled people. That's big. Repeat after me. A forgetful people is a disgruntled people. You catch a person always grumbling and mumbling. They forgot their blessings. We must remember treasure. We must remember treasure, value, and obey the word of God. Because it continually reminds us of how great and how good our God really is. So that's why it's incumbent upon all of us that we remember the word of God, that we treasure the word of God, that we value the word of God. And most of all, that we obey, obey the word of God, because when you are entrenched in the word of God, it constantly reminds us as to how great And how good our God really is. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 11. In Deuteronomy 8 and 11 it says. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. By not keeping his commandments. His judgments. His statutes. Which I command you. So so with that being said. I pose a question to you. What are some of the undeserved blessings God showered upon Israel and us today? What are some of the undeserved blessings God showered upon Israel and us today? Well, look in, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3a, God fed Israel with bread from heaven. He fed Israel with bread from heaven. It's, it says in Deuteronomy 8 3a, so he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. Fed them with bread from heaven. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 9a, Moses said to Israel, God brought you into a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity. You see? In other words, you won't run out. 
in which you will lack nothing. I'm going to bring you in the land, the promised land, and then once you get there, I'm not going to let you lack for anything. Anything, says Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 9a. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 10 through 11. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 10 through 11. Look, look at the blessings God showered upon Israel. So it shall be. When the Lord your God brings you into the land which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give you large and beautiful cities. In other words, he didn't give them small things. He gave them great things, which you did not build. I gave you houses full of all, thi- all good things, which you did not fill. Hewn out wells, which you did not dig. Vineyards and olive trees, which you did not plant when you have eaten and are full. In other words, we must remember the Lord our God. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18a, look at the text now, we're referencing the scripture. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18a, chapter 8 verse, verse 18a it says, And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. It is he who gives you power to get wealth. Your your, your check, God gave you the power to get that check. That's right. He gave you the mind to learn in school. Huh? He gave, he he blessed you with all the things that you have. Whether you got, whether you have stocks or bonds or assets, uh, 401ks or whatever other kind of K you have. It is God who gave you the power to get wealth. Not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. God did it. Say God did it. Sometimes you can get so blessed you think you did it, but you didn't do nothing. Without God, you can do absolutely nothing. That's a powerful scripture. You need to highlight that. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. That home you have. God gave it to you. The degrees on the wall are from the Lord. I got a degree. No, the Lord helped you get that degree. And a lot of you have beautiful homes with undegreed walls from the Lord. He's blessed you without a degree. And you're living well. Why don't you say thank you, Jesus? Undegreed walls have been blessed. Most of our homes are filled with so many good things. If the truth be told, we can't put another thing in it. Our blessings have spilled over into the attic, into the garage, the storage shed in the backyard. And now we have humidity controlled self storage facilities to keep your possessions at the proper regulated temperature. You paying for some of that stuff you'll never put back in your house. Why don't you go bless somebody? Regretfully, it seems that the more God gives his people, the more some people hoard and refuse to allow their lives to become a conduit through whom others are blessed from their overflow. In other words, don't become so spoiled in your blessings that you forget our God, our great God of provisions. You can get so blessed that you become short-minded and absent-minded. And God brought us over here, over into 2012, to remember the Lord our God. 
Number two, the second major point I'd like to say is this. Moses warned Israel not to forget God when they became prosperous in the promised land. Moses warned Israel not to forget God when they became prosperous in the promised land. There's some big things I want to say here. You know, it's, it's nothing wrong with being prosperous. And, and, and many of you under my voice, the majority of you, nearly all of you, all are prosperous. That's right. If you can stand in your closet for 15 minutes trying to decide what you're going to put on, it's because you're prosperous. That's right. When you open the refrigerator or the pantry and you, tr- you can't make up your mind what you want to eat, it's because you're prosperous. Huh? That God is good. But I want to say something. Prosperity has a way of dulling one's passion for God. Prosperity has a way of dulling one's passion for God. You know, if you don't want, if prosperity is nothing wrong with it and God provides it and praise God for it, but it causes one to become prideful if you're not careful. You'd be lifted up in pride. Think you better than. Nobody can tell you nothing. You, 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 you're hard to deal with. You have so much. You think too much of yourself. Have too high a view of yourself. You forgot from whence you have come. It causes you, when you, prosperity, if you don't guard it, 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 it causes you to become prideful. You know what else? Prosperity will cause you to become self-sufficient. Say self-sufficient. self-sufficient. In other words, you don't need God. You don't need the church anymore. You picky, you grumpy, you, 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 you question everything because you have a sense of having arrived. And so, so you, you're self-sufficient. You know, I don't need them. I can do this myself. You, you become ungrateful. Uh, there's a tendency to become ungrateful when you're, when you're prosperous. And when you, that's, nothing wrong with it. Praise God for it. But you got to watch it. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. Because prosperity can, can lessen one's dependency upon God. You see, and sometimes God has to give a blessed subtraction because you become so dependent on what God has given you. And so Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 4 says, look at, look at the prosperity of Israel. Y'all hanging with me? Look at verses 7 through 9. It says, your, Deuteronomy, your garments did not wear out on you. Nor did your foot swell, seven through nine. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land of brooks of water, of fountains and springs that flow out of valleys and hills, 8a. Land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, a land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity. In which you will lack nothing. Underline that. A land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills you can dig copper. What, what, a, what a prosperous land. And it's astonishing that God has showered upon us infinite undeserved blessings along with the gift of a brand new year. Knowing in advance how apathetic some of you are going to be this year. You said, Happy New Year. I'm glad God brought us here. Praise the Lord. Happy New Year. And then before next week comes, you're apathetic. Some of you become irresponsible. Some of you are negligent. Many saints will uh, have a tendency of backsliding, 
For example, many Christians are ungrateful, insensitive, arrogant. Many are selfish, lack passion, and refuse to give God the best of their time, the best of their talent, and the best of their treasures. Therefore, God tells us to consider our ways. The same God who has blessed us abundantly knows how to strip us to the point of brokenness and humiliation. In other words, if you don't humble yourself, God knows how to humble you. Everything you have, God can take it back. As a matter of fact, you came in this world with what? Nothing. Nothing. And when you leave, you're going to leave with what? I've buried a lot of folk and I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. Nothing. So the same God who has blessed us abundantly knows how to strip us to the point of brokenness and utter humiliation. If we fail to consider our ways and repent of our disobedience and negligence with spiritual things, God knows how to take it back. Let me give you a great passage on that. I want you to turn to it. Haggai chapter 1 verses 3 through 6. So, so be thankful and be humble. The same God who gives knows how to subtract. Haggai chapter 1 verses 3 through 6. It says, Haggai chapter 1 verse 3 through 6. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple to lie in ruins? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, underline this, consider your ways. Consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but do not have enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put into a bag with holes. God is real. When we accept him as our Lord and Savior, the indwelling Holy Spirit becomes alive in us. And as indescribably good as that is, the best is yet to come. In heaven, God himself will live among his children. No more problems, no more pain, no more preparing for the worst, because the worst will no longer exist, nor will we remember that it ever did. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.